Real Bad is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. If you want to explore more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, head over to cageclub.me and check out some of our friends. Hello and welcome to another episode of Real Bad, the podcast where we talk about real bad movies and why they want to hurt us. I'm your host, Nick Jenkins, and I have either really bad allergies or a cold. We'll find out later. That'll leave them, that'll, that'll get them coming back. Um, and I'm joined by three friends. First, Bill Mead. Hi. Sam Schultz. Hello. And Marianne Fernandez-Silva. Hey there. And we watched one of the greats. One of the great bad movies of all time. It's on every top 10 bad movie lists. I've been wanting to do it for quite a while. And it is, of course, Miami Connection. Um, and I can't wait to talk about it because I have so much to say, uh, which may surprise some people. I don't know. Uh-huh. I'd be interested. I'd be interested mm-hmm. for people on Twitter to know their feelings about it after they've heard our feelings about it uh-huh. and everything. But yeah, 1987 or 88, depending on which thing you're looking at i think imdb credits it as 87 directed by Wu sang park but uh and i think written by him but also co-written and produced and funded by yk kim uh who is a uh, martial artist from the 80s also i think he became an inspirational speaker mm. but was really his career was teaching taekwondo it's a very inspirational movie it, it, we'll get into that yeah. <clears throat> but uh there's a lot that I want to talk about with the, the making of the movie. Uh, not, not There's not a lot of details, but there are a few big details that I want to talk about. Uh, so we'll get into that. But before we get into that, we need to do a 60-second plot dump. That person's going to be Sam. Oh, boy. I was practicing in the shower this morning. <laughs> <laughs> you must have sounded great in there. I did, yeah. Very good acoustics. <laughs> For Miami Connection. <laughs> uh, Miami Connection 60-second plot dump in three, two, one. All right, somewhere in Miami, a Coke deal goes bad when ninjas attack the Coke dealers and kill them and steal the Coke. The next day, the leader, the next whenever, the leader of the ninjas goes to Orlando to hang out with his best friend Jeff at a nightclub. The nightclub has a new band named Dragon Sound, and they're not just any band. They are a ragtag crew of orphan Taekwondo experts who also have a new lead singer, Jeff's sister. Jeff hates this. He tries to get her to stop hanging out with them for some reason, because they're losers, I guess. Uh, things escalate. Jeff dies. The Yoshida, the leader of the ninjas, is very mad. All of his ninjas get on motorcycles, go to kill Dragon Sound. Dragon Sound kills all of them. And then Jim finds his dad. Jim, who we, had, we hadn't talked about yet. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Jim, the, the big I arc of the story that. is Jim looking for his father, who he's never uh, seen, but left him and his mother when he was very young. Mm-hmm. And then eventually he tracks down his father and is very excited. And, oh, my God. And, uh, <laughs> and on their way to meet him, the ninjas attack. Yes. They cut yeah. his tie in half. They slit his belly open, but he's okay. And he meets his dad in the end. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. His dad, who is younger than him. And the, <laughs> yeah. the dad is real sad that he lost so much time and he asks his friends for forgiveness. Yes. And they do. Which they forgive. Yeah. 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 A very forgiving bunch. Mm-hmm. They all seem like pretty good guys. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so before we get it too far into this discussion, a little bit of background on the film. Um, Film was directed by uh, Wu Sang Park, who went by I think Richard Park, um, as as he made it. Now, now he made I don't know probably upwards of twenty films, uh, both in Korea and in the United States, and they were low budget action movies. But he had a, a career doing that. 
by the time he met YK Kim. And I think he saw YK Kim, who plays Mark, um, on television hmm. and then contacted him and was like, hey, let's make a movie. And so he did that. They got him together. Uh, YK Kim had no experience at all, at none. Like he did, he had never worked on a film in any capacity, so he didn't know what he was doing. But he was convinced to, I guess, bankroll this. Uh, yeah. So the budget of the film came out to a million dollars. He wound up mortgaging his school um, and like having to. He really went into some fin- financial desperation. He was doing everything he could to sell the film. Nobody wanted it um, when it came out. Eventually, he made a hundred thousand dollars back from a very small distributor who bought it, mm-hmm. and that was it. So, like, he really suffered some financial problems because of this movie. Um, so, it's kind of nice now that he gets to see some benefit mm-hmm. from that. So, when Alamo Draft House found this movie on eBay, <laughs> I think in like 2010 or 11, it was just a movie on eBay. Didn't know what it was. They had 50 bucks. So it was like some, a movie in some canisters yeah, or something? Okay. Just a movie in canisters. Like, hey, here's a 35 millimeter print of some movie. Uh-huh. And I think somebody from Alamo Draft House uh, bid 50 bucks. They got it. And then they screened it at a festival. People liked it, screened it again. And they were like, let's see if we can restore it. And uh-huh. like, people seem to really enjoy this. Mm-hmm. And they worked out a deal with YK Kim. So he got a cut of the the profits from it, and it's become this huge cult classic um, because of that. So I'm happy that even though at the time it was probably very stressful for him mm-hmm. uh, and having to do this and then losing a bunch of money. And, you know, I mean, God, that that amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but he got something out of it at the end. That's cool. Uh, and so, uh, yeah. Anyway, that was I just want to everybody have that. You, when you watch the film, it's very clear that things were probably done in like one or two takes. Uh, the fight that uh, we'll talk about that's in the streets uh, was obviously like no permits uh, to shoot out there because you could tell they were just like, okay, roll the camera. I'm going to kick you. You fall down and that's it. And that's all, that's all Even you get. Even when they're in the middle of the street with like all I, the people surrounding them, you don't think they had a permit I don't for think that? they had a permit I thought I read that like, uh, like someone from the city of Orlando liked YK Kim so much that they were just like, yeah, sure, film wherever you want. That was could be. Yeah. I, I, had, I had also heard that, and I, I didn't bother to research it because I just wanted to enjoy this movie for what it was. <laughs> yeah. But I, I had heard that he was he was kind of like a, a local celebrity. Well, he yeah. is. Yeah, his and his schools became known as like the McDonald's of Taekwondo schools because they kept, just kept popping up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, are they still around or did he? Oh, they are, okay. actually. I don't know if they're the same name, but he still like has that franchise okay. or has part of that franchise. That's good. Nice. And he does motivation speaking he wrote a book um just did he about, write the songs i don't think so okay. do you see that man play guitar no i just like the lyrics, the lyrics. i mean like very taekwon, taekwon, taekwondo Does oh that's what they're saying <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> what they're saying oh my god i've seen this movie probably four or five times yeah. and i could never figure out what they were saying i kept thinking they were like hey one hey one oh they're I, talking about how taekwondo is the only thing that can defeat ninjas oh, oh that's yeah. not true well, um, you don't know that. I pretty. What else can defeat ninjas? Well, in the world of this movie, yeah, this is true. Okay, okay, okay. Because obviously, Maybe Taekwondo has gone against ninjas it. in the past. If there's a song about it before they fought any ninjas or knew that ninjas <laughs> yeah. even existed, because you don't, you need to understand, Nick, that this is a good movie, and the yes. lore 
is within the music. You didn't yeah. read the prequel novelization? <laughs> it's, it's like Lord of the Rings when they sing the very long songs. It's yeah. the, I didn't read the Silmarillion for uh, for. Yeah, it's about Miami his uncle connection. who owns a diner and his struggles against the ninjas. Okay. <laughs> One of the big questions that I have is, it's going to get into a longer discussion of like, do you think this is a quote unquote bad movie? Um, I have a couple quotes here that I'd like to read from critics that I found kind of fascinating. Here's a quote from uh, Rog Humanik of Slant Magazine uh, after he saw it. I think he saw it on the re-release. He says, love it or hate it, it's doubtful you'll ever forget it. And it may just force you to redefine your definition of what constitutes good cinema. Hmm. Um, and I I also have grappled with this, with this particular movie. Because um, it's not as, for me... It's not as ridiculously over the top bad as something like Manos, like so incompetent that it's hard to watch. It's not overly long. The plot is not particularly incompetent. I mean, it's not a good plot. No. But, like things are set up and pay off. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it just doesn't feel, it feels incompetent in the acting mostly. The acting is all terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, and it, because they're not actors. Right. Like none of them. Are actors? Are they all like a local taekwondo crew I, or something? They are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're all like um, one of their the main taekwondo guy students. I think YK Kim. Yeah. YK Kim. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like his posse of people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can kind of tell like none of them looks terrible doing the martial arts. No. The yeah. The martial arts are, moments were very good. Generally pretty good. They're yeah. generally pretty yeah. good. They weren't filmed particularly well. Yeah. You know, like that, especially the street fight that happens at about the, the end of the first act. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell they had no time. They were <laughs> just like, I'm going to run up and kick you and you fall down and cut, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. pretty much it. Um, but I want to go around. I want to sort of like, do you classify this as a, as a bad movie? Like many of the other movies we've watched on here. And I think it's okay to. I just love your perspective on it. And Marianne, we'll start with you because you have ties to Miami itself. Yes, I am from there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I also did live in Orlando, which is where this movie is actually. Right. Like the plot of the movie is actually based. That's weird to yeah. me. That yeah. It was like Miami Connection and they start just somewhere, somewhere in Miami, I yeah. think is the. <laughs> it's, it's a, the yeah, title. it says yeah. somewhere in Miami. It's yeah. great. And then it's. Uh, Immediately after that is Orlando. And yeah. the whole movie takes place in Orlando. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you worked in Orlando. I did. And lived, I'm assuming lived there as yes, well. Yes, I did live there for like so four years. So I also want to know, did, did this represent Florida very well? Sure. Cool. Did you, meet, okay. did you meet people like the thugs in this movie? Like the... No. Did you okay. see any ninja biker gangs? No. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So, okay, maybe it does... I don't know. I just feel like a lot of... When you ever have like Florida based movies or Miami based movies, they tend to be very like Miami beach type mm, people yeah. or like people are always in swim, right? like swimwear and, you know, are always doing drugs and that type of stuff. And I'm like, well, this movie is not like that. They're well, just there. There I, is a drug cartel. Yeah, but like, so it's, it's a drug not... cartel and no one's wearing shirts. People yeah. wear shirts sometimes. Sometimes. Right. That was the one thing that I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. They're mostly just at like a community college. Yeah. They were at a yeah. university, like yeah. a real university, and they were there in their like computer science courses. And I'm like, yeah. It was, yeah. It was the fourth That's... ranked computer science course. Yeah. yeah. They got fourth place in the co- big competition. Yeah. They big did. competition. They were fourth. It's pretty um, impressive. But, I, but okay. So we've got that out so of the I, way. But I do appreciate that it was just like, this is 
just a bunch like this plot could have happened anywhere. It didn't matter. Oh, yeah, for sure. Anywhere. I think anywhere that had basically two at least medium sized cities. Right. And that's it. That's all you needed for it. But okay. so what were you expecting out of this? And then what was your experience watching it? I didn't have any expectations because I didn't know. Like, I knew this was a bad movie, like as classified for this podcast. Sure. And I signed up for it because I was like, ooh, Miami. Miami. Sure. Me. That's me. (laughs) So I didn't have any expectations. But I, like, I kind of enjoyed it. It wasn't, it's not my brand of bad movie. Like, it's not, I'm not much of a, like, action martial arts fan. Not that I don't, not that I dislike it. It's just like, oh, yeah, cool. That's fine. Sure. Um, whereas like you, Nick, I know that you love this type of stuff. You're like, oh yes, this is for me. Like Jackie Chan. Yeah. I love, love, uh, good martial arts. Good martial arts. Yeah. Not even good movies. I love good martial arts sequences Sequences. and stunts. Right. Um, like when they're really well done, that's man, you can't get much higher on my list Mm -hmm. of impressive when you really do it well. We'll talk more about that. Um, because I have some specific things I want to talk about with like why some of that doesn't work in here, but uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, that is more my right. thing. So I, and it's yeah. just like it's great for other people. I'm like, nah, it's not really my taste. But the movie itself was just like really endearing and like kind of fun. And I'm like, oh, it is. I think objectively, it is a bad movie in that like a lot of the uh, like we said, like the the talent, like the actors not great uh, they having full sequence like a full song performed is really not a thing that most films do <laughs> or like having a full like not <laughs> montage has two of those it has two of them yeah. having a full not montage just full taekwondo <laughs> class it's like exhibition or something yeah. Yeah. Exhibition. Hey, it demo. sets up the knife thing for the end of the movie though. it does it's an yes. important scene. But that, that whole scene is like ten, movie. It's yeah. 10 minutes long. It's too long. It could have been one minute long. It could have been 30 seconds long and mm-hmm. it would have been fine. It's the longest scene like, in the movie. Even good <laughs> movies that have entire sec- sections that are songs. It, it, like even good movies, you sit there and you kind of go, okay. Right. I mean, like exactly. Purple Rain is a very good movie. Um, but there are some times when it's like, oh God, we're going to have to sit through this whole song aren't we, yeah. before we get to the next story point. Right. reason that they did that because those are all professional musicians. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So, so, yeah, like, I think objectively, mm. like, bad, but also doesn't do any harm. And it's, like, mm. endearing. Endearing. Yeah, it doesn't do any harm. I think that's something we'll carry with us yeah, throughout w- this discussion. Which I was kind of surprised by because most really bad movies tend to have, like, tend to also be kind of pretty offensive. Well, especially from that era. Yeah. Mm. Like, 87, 88. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and there were some parts I'm like, oh, I don't really like this, but. The beach scene. The beach scene. The like the motorcycle random motorcycle yeah. women who were topless. I'm like, that's not. That was like a documentary though. Whatever. Uh, there was a thing. I don't know. I, I actually don't know the background on the motorcycle gang here. I do know that one. Oh, great. Tell uh, us. Because th- there is a history of that in cinema where they would get real gangs. That's what they did. Okay. They, just, they didn't pay them. They just gave them beer. Yes. I mean, that sounds like what would happen on a lot of them. There's a famous Australian film where they used, I think, the Hell's Angels. Um, 
to make this motorcycle gang. It's, a, it's like an early Sons of Anarchy where a cop infiltrates mm-hmm. very early. It was the 70s. So um, but infiltrates them and like the, the production got out of control because of that a lot of times and people got really hurt. Um, so I didn't know that, but when you look at it, you're like, these are real people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. These are not, these are not people that was like, okay, go into makeup. We're going to make you look like a biker. Like, no, they right. just look like bikers. Right. Which is why, I mean, I don't like it, but I can kind of forgive it because I'm guessing that those like motorcycle women, like just did it cause they wanted to. Uh, it's almost, yeah. Like maybe the filmmakers didn't want them to do like it. Like they didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. That could be. That could very well be. I'm more interested in this now. I'd actually like to look more into that and just see. Because yeah. there is something, there have been a few movies where they, where people have done that. And I'm kind of like, I don't know. There's something about it that makes me, my film history brain go, I want to learn more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I, nobody got hurt. Let's, <laughs> as far as I know. I, yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hear it. YK Kim seems like a guy who, whether or not, like, I don't know him, obviously. I just know of him. And I've done a little bit of research on him, but he seems like a person who is really trying to put good into the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's something like we all work for people like that. And and that's something that I appreciate. And it's, you know, so I immediately am like, I don't think if people were actually getting hurt. He wasn't on set then, though, for the biker gang. So oh, it's true. Knows. Was he in the movie? YK Kim? Yeah. Yeah, he's Mark. Yeah. He's Mark. Oh, Huh. I was picturing a much older man for some reason. Well, he's, I mean, he's not very young. young. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that's true. He's I, got wrinkles. I think he was 42 okay. when mm-hmm. he made this, but he's playing a young college guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you enjoyed it. Yeah. You had a good time. Yeah. I have a question for you. Did you ever go to or uh, Central Miami's Hottest Nightclub, Park Avenue? I did not. Oh, okay. I wasn't even sure that was a thing. Oh, so fun fact, as the Florida native, I can attest that all of the like wide shots of Miami, including when they had like the motorcycle gang driving up from Miami. That was all actually Miami. Like the the skyline was accurate. And Orlando, a lot of it was at UC, in UCF. Mm-hmm. And I've never been on campus, but I'm assuming it was correct. The fight that happened on like Church Street, that's actually a real street. That would that was real. The one thing that I'm like, ah, know about this one is in the very 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 beginning when they transitioned from miami to orlando there was a mm-hmm. building that said like coral gables something and i'm like coral gables is inside miami but florida likes to name things mm. coral a lot mm. so it could be in orlando who knows but that is my one and only i'm like i don't know about that <laughs> was it all those track. flags is that what bayside 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 is in miami okay. yes okay. that was correct Phew. interesting mm-hmm. good thing yeah Sam, yes, it's your turn. You've seen this before. Yeah, I saw this at Fecal Film Fest, which is the bad movie marathon that we do every year here. This seems um, like the perfect fecal film. It is the mm-hmm. perfect fecal. I, this movie is definitely a bad movie. Like, but you said that nobody wanted to buy it. Mm-hmm. Th- there were worse movies being bought probably than this movie mm-hmm. at the time. I would imagine, like, that this film didn't get distributed in some way is a little bit wild to me. I can understand it. Yeah. I think because this, I mean, it did eventually. He made a hundred, hundred grand. Right. By selling it to a small distribution company. Mm-hmm. The, the things that were getting distributed, like B movies that like Albert Pune would make like cyborg and stuff like that. Right. It's not that they were necessarily more technically proficient, mm-hmm. but the movies weren't quite as obviously dumb. 
Like this is a dumb movie. Like the the plot is dumb. The plot is less dumb than like every other uh, real bad movie that we've ever watched. I feel like really biker ninjas. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool, uh, but it's dumb. Well, it's like the Ninja Turtles. The Ninja Turtles are like teenage like drop high school they're, dropout ninjas. They're like teenage mutant Ninja Turtles, is what they are. <laughs> no, the evil ninjas. High school I mean, the, foot cl- the Foot Clan. But the. Well, well, we can. I don't want to get too far into this debate here, but <laughs> but we, I, I, to me, it doesn't. The movie is too. Uh, I guess dumb isn't the right word. Actually, I will agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think it's too sincere. Yes, yeah. I, I think it's mm-hmm. too sincere. Yeah, it's and a little I, too earnest, and I think that throws it off. It's got no edge at all. I might no. say naive. Yeah. Naive, yeah. sincere, like I, it's it's too good-hearted. Yeah. To the bad guys, though, I feel like the bad guys are from a different, grittier '80s movie. Yes, because yeah. they are hanging out with topless women and doing cocaine and stuff. And then it's like this kids' movie. Like the three ninjas ended up in um, what's that movie? with the two people Sylvester Stallone Tango and Cash yes yeah. it's like Tango and Cash <laughs> plus the three ninjas smashed into each other fascinating yeah that's interesting mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't disagree with like you like their reels got mixed up in the movie theater yeah and I, we were Sam and I were talking I think it was you and me we were talking about like I was saying they're terrible thugs and you were saying, but they're real thugs. Like these yeah. are what you imagine real dumb thugs would Those be like. Those are like mm-hmm. real Florida guys <laughs> with no shirts on <laughs> and like greasy hair. And like they were very legit as a Southern guy, me. <laughs> I've seen those people. I would have been that person if I still lived in the South. Oh, no, you wouldn't. Maybe. You are too bright, Shirtless, sir. hanging out in a gym. Hang, hanging out in the gym all day. <laughs> yeah. Harassing the the woman who doesn't give a two shits about you uh-huh. as you walk by and lifting weights really fast. It in looks jeans, like that was too fast. Working out in jeans, in jeans <laughs> and a belt and jeans. boots. Like what? That one guy had handcuffs on, and that looked really dangerous. Like yeah. the leader of the gang, the yes. evil band leader, <laughs> is what he was credited as. I think. I know he didn't even have a name. No, no, like old band leader or something like that was his name. Yeah, but um, do you yeah. still? Did you? Did, did so? Do you still enjoy this movie? Yeah, I think action movies and horror movies are the two best bad movies because especially action movies it's hard for them to be all the way bad because like action's usually pretty cool and like people doing fighting or whatever like you said is always impressive usually even if it's bad acting like these guys are pretty good at taekwondo fighting i would say that action and horror only end up being intolerable if there is no action or horror. if they are boring if they are boring Mm -hmm. yeah this movie is not boring. But if there's lots of blood and guts or lots of good fighting, which mm-hmm. this movie has a little bit of both, mm-hmm. then it's good and fun to watch. So, yes, it was even funner to watch this time than the first time because I think I must have seen a bad transfer of it or something. That's very possible. And I've never seen, like, this really cleaned up beautiful one. It's mm-hmm. pretty good. And it makes the movie seem better. And then I think the last thing, the last real bad I was on was Samurai Cop. And that, compared to this movie, makes this movie look very good. Yes. Like, it's a good, really good movie compared to Samurai Cop. Yes. This is a movie. Yes. This, this, if you went to a theater, you'd go, well, that was pretty terrible. Uh-huh. But you'd laugh. And you wouldn't, like, if you went to a theater and you saw Samurai Cop, yeah. you would be like, I need my money back. <laughs> yeah. This wasn't a movie. Yeah. Like, this is ridiculous. The production of Samurai Cop feels like a lot of people behind the scenes were frequently going, eh, fuck it. Yes. But the production of this movie <laughs> felt like everybody was trying as hard as they could not really being up to the task but yeah. still trying as hard as they could. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. They were trying as hard as they could. Well, I think that's a good transition to you, Bill. You had never seen this movie. 
No, I had not. Had you heard of it? Oh, I definitely heard of this one. Okay. Th- this was, I, I was a big fan of Alamo Drafthouse just as a theater chain in general, mm. which is a weird thing to be a fan of at all. I don't think so. I think th- those, there's Alamo Drafthouse. What are some of the other ones? There's like Arclight, Arclight I think. Arclight, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but I found out they're run by Scientologists. Yeah. I, it, that might have been a Twitter rumor. If I don't they're know. running a good theater, maybe that's all. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, Alamo Drafthouse has a lot of like problems with their how aren't, they treat the people who work there that's oh, what I've heard yeah. aren't they also didn't they come from Ain't It Cool News yeah. like Harry Knowles yeah he's also got some issues yes but, <laughs> but yeah Alamo Drafthouse I think is really cool uh, this, the idea of it mm-hmm. is really neat so I I think a lot of people became fans of mm-hmm. that and the, I don't know what you would call them like boutique theaters like yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I I, th- I think that's perfectly normal great have you ever <laughs> been to one yeah, just, oh, okay. just back in a, we did a few road trips back in the day and we went through cool. one to watch Guardians and it was just amazing. It's really fun to watch movies there. Yeah, and I think that's why part of why they did, they, they still produce films, was it, distribute films like mm-hmm. this, where it's this, it's this not well-made movie, but if you watch it with the right people and in the right mindset, it's going to be wonderful. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think this is a poorly made good movie. Okay. Oh. Um it's it's fun. I would invite people over to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love if our local theater did something with it. And it, they have before, actually, mm-hmm. I think. But just knowing what it is, going in and knowing that it's going to be a bad movie, and that's what I hope for most of the time I do a movie for real bad, is it's like, this is bad. But they tried their hardest, and it's really sweet. And silly. Yeah. And, and there's fun. something you're going to have to like apologize to your friends for. You're not going to be yeah. like, this is good except for there's like this horrible scene yeah. that you just have to. Right. Yeah. Th- like again, like Samurai Cop. Yeah. There are those moments where you're like, oh, I don't know, we got to get through this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that, uh, that's definitely, sexy. yeah, that's a relatable thing when you, when you have a friend or when you have someone you want to show a movie to, and then you're just more into what they think about it. <laughs> and then you get really concerned. <laughs> yeah. Um, about like, oh no, I forgot about this scene or, yeah. oh no, <laughs> but this, this didn't really have that. And I watched this with my wife, Jenna, and we both had a really good time. Uh-huh. I encourage anyone mm-hmm. listening to go back and listen to our first Highlander episode <laughs> yeah. to me, to me having the realization that I'm asking my friends to watch this movie and forgetting about how problematic that movie actually mm-hmm. is. And I'm realizing it in real time, like, oh no. I've asked people to, oh, no. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, the, the, the pain is real mm-hmm. with those things. So, I interesting. So, you're skirting the edge of it's a, a good movie, not well made. Yeah. I would, I would, jumping on to my takeaways from this, I've seen this thing probably four or five times, mm-hmm. and uh, I enjoy its uh, naivety. I enjoy its uh, good-heartedness. Um badly made it is it's badly acted mm-hmm. they're not actors mm-hmm. who were asked to do acting they weren't that's the weird th- there's a there's a moment i'm speci- specifically jim who is looking <laughs> yeah. for his father that poor guy that Aww. poor guy he had a tough they time. put a lot of emotional scenes on that on him yeah, yeah. he tried to yeah. like so he was hard. And, poor jim he gets yeah, the tears jim. going though when, when he had his shakespearean yeah. monologue and he put people were laughing in the, the background light. you could see one of the characters one of the actors trying to hide mm-hmm. his laugh in the tom? background i bet it was tom it was probably tom it was probably tom i hate Ugh. tom yeah <laughs> was tom the mustachioed yeah. he's the one oats. that gets kidnapped oats yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's oats uh, so he, he like they had bad actors who 
were asked to do act. See, this is the this is the secret to people like Arnold Schwarzenegger uh-huh. and the secret to people like Jean Claude Van Damme having success is they do movies especially early in their careers. Both of them developed into better actors as they went because they had the opportunity to learn. Right. Uh, this was everybody's first thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you do, they did parts, they did movies and parts that didn't um, like go against their persona. It right. played into it. Right. And mm-hmm. so you could have, you have characters who are stoic and you have characters who don't have a lot of lines. Killer robots, for instance. For instance, <laughs> yeah. killer robots. Or in Cyborg, you have Van Damme who doesn't say much. He's, He's like a mm-hmm. shell-shocked post-apocalyptic yeah. survivor and, guy. And yeah. so you don't need much out of them other than for them to be physical specimens, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what their job is. And to, you know, to like, I, I don't want to reduce what I think, especially Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think Arnold Schwarzenegger is a very um, captivating person to look at in terms of like camera. Like mm-hmm. when you put a camera on Arnold Schwarzenegger, I don't think you want to look anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Like he really holds the frame uh, quite well, especially in close-ups. Especially if you watch something like Predator. I think he's really like magnetic in that film. Right. So there's a lot more going on there. It's not just, you know, they're not playing. They're just, just, it's not just them playing to their strengths. They also have some other stuff, char- charisma going on, but none of these guys got to really play to their, any strengths. I don't know if they had strengths other than the little bit of martial arts they got to do. Uh-huh. Um, but this movie is just littered with long dialogue scenes of these people who are just not actors. And that is the part where it gets a little painful for me because I feel so bad for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you're trying though. Good for you. But hey, this is not good. I'm thinking of the one where they talk about going on their world tour. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. So funny. <laughs> yeah. It was, oh. you know, I think what these guys needed was, uh, b- besides Mark, a Taekwondo dad. And by that, I mean, you, you, you bring up, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme, and you would pair him with someone like a Wilford Brimley, or you bring <laughs> up Arnold Schwarzenegger, and early on you paired him up with James Earl Jones. Right. You need a, mm-hmm. like a dad, a guy like, who lives like, in their house like with them, like a big old dad who's yeah. just like, "What are you kids taekwondoing today? <laughs> <laughs> don't don't forget, don't forget college." Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> yeah, sure. He was. Uh-huh. I mean, he was doing Under Siege at the time, probably. I think Wilford Brimley would have actually. Been yeah, yeah. Wilford yeah. Brimley was about the same age as Y.K. Kim, but yeah. you know, he, he had a big mustache. He had a big so mustache. So you look, yeah. yeah. So it, that's an interesting idea. Probably go into how we would fix it when we get there. Yeah. But I want to talk about the martial arts in this film because this is a martial arts film and it has a lot of martial arts, which mm-hmm. I was like, thank you yeah. for not being boring. Like mm-hmm. for not, you know, for not all <laughs> martial arts movies that don't have martial arts in them are some of the worst things to get through. Cause why the hell else are you watching it? And actually one of my favorite actor stuntman Jackie Chan has had a few of those movies that it's like there's nothing until the end Mm -hmm. like it's a a couple little things couple little things and then a big thing at the end and I hate it that's the movie gorgeous that is the movie gorgeous (laughs) (laughs) it yes really good boxing scene at the end but everything else is a romantic comedy basically uh, it's, I feel like there's a lot of early superhero movies too. Where yeah, like, yeah. It would build up to the last scene where they finally got to be the superhero. Yeah, and then the movie was over, and you're like, they're obviously never going to make another one of these horrible <laughs> movies. So, never... so I want to say two things. One, I want to give the movie a little bit of credit. It tries to do a lot with its martial yeah. arts, and it has mm-hmm. it has a bunch of scenes, has a bunch of fights. Mm-hmm. They're not terribly well choreographed, in my opinion. I think they're at best okay. They look like taekwondo exercises. Kind yeah, of mm-hmm. like 
They do. Um, they're shot okay. I think the director had some experience in shooting action scenes. They're okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at this time, two years, well, one, two years before this movie came out was um, Police Story by Jackie Chan, um, which is like unfair to compare things to Jackie Chan, which mm-hmm. is that's that's the point I want to make, too, is like you look at something, especially from the 80s and 90s that Jackie did in China. It's it's unfair. It's unfair because he's a one of a kind. Yeah. But it's also and I would say that he gently like Donnie Yen, like all of these people, Michelle Yeoh, like all of these people. The, the, you, it's like saying I want to, you know, I want to grow up to be Tarantino. Like, well, you're n- you're not. You're you. So don't try to be Tarantino. Right. Mm-hmm. Try to be you because you're never going to be that. He's that. He he already. You know, I want to grow up to be Catherine Bigelow. But you're you. Be you. You know. And so I would also say that comparing things like it, 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 the nature of watching this movie, you would be comparing it to other martial arts films, and I think that's a little bit of a raw deal mm-hmm. um, out of Arnold Schwarzenegger film. Um, <laughs> but he so, so that being said Jackie Chan is a performer right first mm-hmm. above being a stuntman above being a martial arts person he went to a dance and acrobatic school he is a performer mm-hmm. and you can see that when you watch it these taekwondo guys in this movie are taekwondo guys so they're pretty good at doing the Taekwondo, but they're not really performing. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying, they're trying, but they probably don't know how. And that's not a knock on them. They just they haven't had the opportunity to learn that portion of it, right. you know? And so I feel that when I'm watching this, they're, they're just like going through the motions on everything and it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, <laughs> I was hoping for it to be a little more wacky. I guess, or not not wacky, but more over the top okay. with its martial arts, and uh, it wasn't. It was it was just pretty much like we're gonna yeah we're gonna go have a street fight. They do some good samurai like ninja sword fighting at the end. That's pretty over the top and blood spurting everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about the ending. <laughs> okay, we have to talk about <sighs> the ending. Are we, are we gonna talk about? From the house to the airport ending? Yes. <laughs> okay. That's the that's the ending we need to talk about. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so Jim finds his dad. Jim They're gets going the to letter. bring him to the airport. They have $310 between them. Oh, Did you slow down? Sorry. Oh. What happens? Well, Yoshida's best bud, his BFF Jeff. Yeah, they merc Jeff. They merc They, they, they push, him, they push him off a tower. <laughs> they push him off. And not, not just, like, it's not anyone who pushes him off. Jeff's sister. It's Jeff's sister's boyfriend yes. yeah joe john john, john. john. The, also they're all named j names which is Jeff, not helpful jane john jim jack and mark who is the leader. and mark but, <laughs> yeah and Tom. but it's okay because she like understands that he had to do that <laughs> they don't even have a conversation about <laughs> no, it no she I says think. i understand that you had to do what you had to do uh-huh. and, then, and, and then and then they french them. kissed yeah. oh right yeah right, right. They, they, they french kiss there's a lot of pecking yeah, this was oh. a pretty big kiss. The kissing is so weird in it's this movie. Not See? Because she yeah. was actually dating the creeper guy that got stolen, kidnapped. She was dating Tom. What? I think so. No, Whoa. she was dating no. someone else on set. Oh, on set. Yeah, interesting. I didn't read that piece like, of. I thought actress. you meant the actress I, was I dating the meant, actor. 
I know. I thought you meant in the movie, and no. I was like, I missed the total <laughs> subplot. Next, yeah. <laughs> oh no! Sorry, that was probably my poor communication of that. But she, yeah. was, she was dating Oates. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's who she was dating. She was dating someone else. He, he yeah. was also the lead guitarist in Dragon Sound <laughs> yeah. and co-lead singer. Yeah. So I'm going to give him a couple more points and could that's fake true. guitar better than someone he, else. He was really into it. Yeah. Yk Kim, look, this whole movie is worth the image of YK Kim trying to fake playing guitar. (laughs) Like, goddamn. That, that was amazing. That was pretty good. Play, no strap just held up to under his chin. <laughs> he didn't have a strap? No, playing with his thumb and like dancing. Or, oh, God, just oh, no. give the man a tambourine. Yeah. Like, what? what? You should let him be or the keyboard, keyboard player. Yeah, 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 keyboard. There you, you go. Can keyboard's keyboard. the easier one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, that was ridiculous. He but probably I loved picked it. to be that, though. Probably. Know, I might so, have maybe. been. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be a guitar player. But anyway, okay, so we get to. So, so, so Jim find, his, finds his father. Mm-hmm. Big deal. Oh, my God. And then, <laughs> Bill, please continue. So they decide, they're like, how much money do you have? I have this much money. You have this much money? They have $310 in total. They have all this money. They're going to buy him a sweet suit and yeah. take him on to the airport. Yoshido, though, is really sad because his best buddy has been pushed off of a tower. Yeah. So he wants revenge with his ninja biker coke gang. I mean, in the words of Sam, he was murked. He was, Which yeah. is totally fair because Yoshida doesn't even know these guys, and like, yeah. I don't know, they killed his friend. There was some. That, that's getting too off, far to, topic of the end, but I, I want to talk later about all the gangs who hate Dragon Sound later. Okay, uh, sure. But so they get in their convertible, uh-huh. and they're driving over a bridge, and Yoshida's biker gang comes along, yeah. and they've gotten yeah. Jim his suit. It's a very nice suit. Yeah, very nice really suit. Nice. Mm-hmm. It is pretty nice suit. He looks good in it. He looked good. Yeah. 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 When you're in shape, a suit looks good. Yeah. Yeah. That's where you put the shoulders. I learned that from <laughs> Queer Eye. Um, but then they, they get out of there. I don't know. Why do they they get out of the car so much when they shouldn't in this movie? They decide to bail and jump into the- A swamp. Basically. Swamp <laughs> ravine. Is that, is that something that you'd see in Florida? I've never I mean, been there. It's like a canal. All over the South there, like those huge Just, ditches I, next to every road. Like you would see that in a park or- in like maybe in someone's backyard if they lived well, in a very rich neighborhood it was totally a oh. park because at one oh, point you yeah. can see a ninja right. just come out of a trail <laughs> yeah and there it's are very, trails. This there was is definitely a <laughs> also like a building which makes me feel like it might have been like an old like a park that was once like an old like property like mm-hmm. oh yeah i don't yeah, know right. yeah they ditch, yeah but, but yeah either way they, they chop the heck out of jim yeah well, it's one slice just one big old cuts his then, dang tie right in half oh man yeah i thought that was really great and <laughs> yeah. then john who dates jane who killed jeff goes on <laughs> A freaking murder yeah. rampage. He goes <laughs> berserk. He wild. Yeah. People are running away from him. <laughs> yeah. Like there's like a solid All the ninjas minute. get scared of him. <laughs> the ninjas are so scared and just trying to get out of there. <laughs> and he does not give him a chance of a se- He does no. not give him a second chance at life. No. no. He does <laughs> not. Just, just digs in. Yeah. And YK Kim is doing, he's doing a good job killing he's, people who are attacking. Like, I, I, he's I, sword fighting people. Mostly. Yeah, mostly. He took a while to just yell at Jim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Jim's pull him name. With a ravine. Yeah, yeah. He just yeah, put yeah. A, he just kept a good. Yeah. Yeah. He gets Jim to safety. John yeah. murders all ninjas. John. Yeah. John. <laughs> it was like his eyes. Like 
I think after he pushed Jeff off the tower, he just had like that taste. <laughs> yeah, he got the taste. <laughs> and he just couldn't be stopped. And you're talking about earlier about how like you like bad horror movies. This is when it turns into a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just, oh man, it's, there's like good makeup effects. Uh-huh. And, Blood squirts yeah. into yeah. his mouth and face. When he's screaming. <laughs> ah, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh, he was nuts. Yeah. Uh, he went off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they kill most of, if not all the ninjas. One makes it back to the boss Yoshida. <laughs> and Yoshida. <laughs> Well, he tells Yoshida, everybody's dead. <laughs> Yoshida chops his head off. Why does he do that? Because <laughs> he's a big jerk. Okay. I think he's killing the messenger. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think, yeah. He also went like, like, why are you back here for off. me? Why aren't you fighting still? Yeah, yeah, what are you doing? So then Yoshida goes down, and he and he and Mark have a mano a mano Yeah. Fight. That was added later, I think. That's why he's completely covered the whole time. Oh, that oh, may- oh really? yeah, because his mask kind of comes off, and you can tell that's not Yoshida. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that makes sense. I would, it's it's kind of it's kind of strange though, because I think it would be more interesting if yeah he cut that guy's head off and then we just never saw him again. <laughs> he's, like, he's still out there. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. But the, yeah, they massacre everyone, uh-huh. and then was it, God John. <laughs> Yeah, tall guy, John. tall guy John, uh, who has a giant coat at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> Forget about that. Um, tall guy John, when they're in the hospital, apparently Jim's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, you know what though? Okay, here's the thing. Yeah, he's going to be okay. It was he was cut. It, it didn't look like it punctured his lung or anything. Mm-hmm. It just you know he got cut and was bleeding. Yeah. They wheel him out. And they ask how he feels, and I was I was glad that he didn't just go, I'm okay. He was like, it still hurts, <laughs> yeah. but I'm better seeing you guys. Like, there's a you know at least a touch of a kind of a- acknowledgement of reality yeah. to that. Uh-huh. Um, and then his father, quote unquote, father is there, uh, who looks much older than or much younger than him, uh, but he's you know they put the powder in the white hair. powder in his mustache mm-hmm. and hair, yeah. so he's old. Yeah, but it ends on this happy note. But John has the line, nobody's going to mess with us ever again. <laughs> oh, he's thirsty for more blood. <laughs> My God. I, you know, when we get into how we, sh- we we could fix this movie, I do have a couple subtle things. And one of them would be to have John being throughout the film slowly more and more angry uh-huh. about all of the gangs who are coming after them. <laughs> so it would make that ending work more it's like, yeah fucked him up (laughs) but you know anyway he is he is always kind of the like more unhinged one of them he's Mm. the one who keeps the letter away from jim until they almost have like a fist fight that's true that's true he's got he's got an edge definitely yeah he does Mm -hmm. and he's kind of a prick yeah although he when when he is introduced to jane's brother jeff jeff Uh yeah it's the weirdest edit like because of performance so they cut to jeff's face as she's introducing him the, the weird thing is too that jeff is jealous of her boyfriend she's very mad that's weird yeah i don't like the fact that she uses the word jealous i'm right. like yeah oh, like that was protective is the word you yeah. want that's the brother, that's the brother word yeah not jealous i'm not i'm not justifying it i would almost because uh jeff through his uh biker coke gang activities is paying for a sister to go to a uh, community college right. and for her dorm, but she doesn't like him very much. But uh, he, I think he's more upset that she's dating someone in a band. He that, does, that, he that's, does that's, think the band is a bunch of losers. I, I think he thinks highly of his sister. He doesn't yeah. really show it. 
I'm just trying to find like the silver right. lining. No, that's fine. I'm more concerned about the word use yes. of the word jealous. Uh-huh. Me too. That is the inappropriate word like, to be also, using. Also, like I mean, that's like a common trope, right? Like mm-hmm. if you're paying for someone to go to school and you're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, you're you're dating too much. You're not focusing on your studies that oh. I paid for." Yeah, right? Like that's also yeah. a thing. I, I'm watching yeah. the Gilmore eh. Girls again right now. I know what's going <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, that one. Jeff but, doesn't want her to be a screw up like him. Yeah, or that a, too. Yeah. You got a lot of that type of stuff. Yeah, the the overprotective brother is a very common trope. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the the word jealous. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it goes. But so to get back to my point, though, she's introducing these two mm-hmm. and telling their his her family's sad story as they're walking up to meet Jeff. Mm-hmm. And they get there and they have a close up of Jeff who's squinting his eyes at John and John who's giving him a death stare. Uh-huh. And then they cut <clears throat> to behind John and he reaches out his hand and goes, hi, Jeff. Heard a lot of good <laughs> things about you. Uh-huh. Doesn't work. That cut does not work because those two performances are totally different. Um, but I will say he was at least being kind of like, hey, good to be. I heard you. Yeah. You heard take care of your sister really well. You know, he did that. And then then it all unravels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why was that a reshoot at the end in the hospital? What was that? I don't know. I don't know why that was reshot. I, they had. Well, they had killed. Jim yeah, died. He died. Oh, Jim straight up dies. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Which, uh, if he does straight up die, it makes uh, the other two going crazy, John going crazy a little bit. That makes way more sense. Like him going mm-hmm. wild and killing all of them. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. all the ninjas more rational. It's less rational when you know that he lives at yeah. the end. Maybe not rational, maybe more understandable. Yeah, understandable, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah, I think it would be actually be literally irrational, but like I get it, mm-hmm. and I don't right. know if they screened it. Like I don't know where they would have screened this movie to get that reaction to Jim's death. I don't remember what the story was if they screened it or if they like showed a couple people, yeah, like to try and get it sold, which like, they were trying to do. That mm-hmm. so, so it could that, have been either one, yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I think that is what happened. They, mm-hmm. they, I didn't know about the, I didn't know that was a reshoot, but they were trying mm-hmm. to get it sold. Yeah. And that last scene, cause if, if you look this up, YK Kim has a directing credit and some places. And a writing credit, I think. Mm-hmm. And that, that. That, the last scene oh. was his. Oh. Okay. And why you don't see Oates in the ending, probably he wasn't available that day. Right. Mm-hmm. Oates. <laughs> also, the film stock is completely different. Like, there's a huge yeah. decrease in quality in the mm-hmm. end. Yeah, I, it looks like it was shot on 16 mil. Yeah, like it's you can tell because it's got that pink. There's a weird pink, uh, like cast yeah. to a lot of 16 mil. I don't know why that is. I never. I only worked with black and white 16 mil when I was in college, mm-hmm. so I don't know what what chemical process is happening there with 16 millimeter being that kind of pink. Yeah, um, thing. I think when it's processed well it works okay because like texas chainsaw looks great right um and that was shot on 16 mil but like manos maybe it was like super 16 or something that's mm-hmm. just really cheap yeah. but yeah there's a definite quality difference right between those two film stocks because like yeah. if you watch the the sequence where they're fighting in the street it actually looks pretty good i think like, most in terms of the movie of, looks pretty good in terms of film quality like it's yeah. like, i sorry go ahead i i was at one point really worried that i was watching the wrong version again uh-huh. um, <laughs> i don't know if anyone watched or listened to our three ninjas uh, episode <laughs> but i watched an almost entirely different movie and so now that that paranoia was living with me uh-huh. and when john and jane have their uh tell me about your family talk yeah you can kind of see the steps 
the cameraman's taking mm. as mm-hmm. they're tracking back. Cause it's like this movie has a lot, a surprising amount of long shots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, there's not a lot of quick cuts. And so I was very worried this entire time that I was watching the wrong version. I wasn't. No. I mean, nothing's come out. Like again, I watched the version where Jim lives. That was my biggest concern about, like about this yeah. whole thing. Uh-huh. But yeah, I was, I was very worried about some of the cuts just with like the way the camera was handled that I was watching some like boot. Well, I mean, it's it's a remastered tape, but or film. But yeah, I was very worried about that. Just watching, <laughs> a, like it's just a bootleg video from like inside the movie theater. Oh, <laughs> oh god. Uh-huh. Well, one thing I want to talk about for sure. Just uh, just one thing I want to mention is how happy I am that the ninjas are actually fucking cool ninjas mm-hmm. in this movie. Mm-hmm. They're not. Mm-hmm. I mean, not like the three ninjas. They're not like the three ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, these guys were murderers, and I love that they were, like, you know, being all sneaky. And the beginning is the very beginning cool. is really yeah. cool. Yeah. Like, their I, group choreography was on point, it, yeah. Their flips and plan. tumbles, yeah, yeah. love yeah. that. Was all cool, like, and and like legitimately fun. And that one guy gets his arm cut off, and like, there's a there's a whole there's a whole lot going on, and there's a lot to take in. And you know, you've got the drug deal, and you've got ninjas at a drug deal, and what is happening, and like. They're getting machine guns fired at them, and they don't give a shit. Like mm. I, I really liked that. Like, mm. like not ironically. Like for looking at a low budget film, I was expecting the ninjas to kind of be crappy ninjas, mm-hmm. but they mm-hmm. weren't. They and were their like base looks really cool too. Yeah, their base was really yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. The 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 just the simple design of how they sat, like the, the you know down the line with him at the head. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I think all of that was like really cool, especially for a low budget martial arts movie it seemed thought out uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> and it's not great like it's not something that i would you know give to somebody and say look how look at how they did this mm-hmm. but it's certainly passable and mm-hmm. like I, I wouldn't like if you put this in a chuck norris movie or a bruce lee movie or uh you know even a jackie chan movie anything like that i would it would not jump out to me as bad right mm-hmm. like all of those like right. okay cool yeah possibly done by people who did some kind of cursory research into how ninjas yes work. Yeah. <laughs> imagine that yeah. yeah yeah that first intro sequence was like very, very different from the rest of the movie. Yes. All the bad guy stuff is very different yeah, than the rest of the but movie. But starkly so. I, I think Nick's right that that would fit into a lot of other bad uh-huh. movies. Because yeah. you need to establish that the bad guys are not just bad, but capable. Uh-huh. But yeah. then you immediately follow that with dragon sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I did like. I loved. But it's it was it's a contrast, a little bit, a little bit of a contrast. But uh-huh. I think that was purposeful. Like I I think they were right. I yeah. I think that uh, Y K Kim and the director uh, Richard Park, I think they both intentionally wanted that mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. show like the villains of the bad guys. Like these guys are not only just the bad guys of this movie. They're, like they're bad guys against other bad guys. They're killing drug dealers to make even more money than the drug dealers mm-hmm. and taking the money and taking the cocaine and everything like there. Uh-huh. So you got this and there's arms being hacked off and then you have, yeah, now we're going to show our heroes and they're, they're good c- college, culturally diverse orphans. Yeah. yeah. And I, I actually, and I, you know, again, like they're not actors. So some of those scenes really fell flat, but the idea of the scene was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like the idea that um, Mark finds out that, Oh, you're not actually an orphan. Like you have a family. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Like, that's an interesting character moment mm-hmm. that it falls apart because they're just not good actors. Mm-hmm. And that's sad. It, it's and, and I feel bad for them. But at the same time, it's like, OK, th- your idea here was good. Yeah. 
And so, uh, let's talk about Dragon Sound. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is, this is hilarious. I loved it so much. I've watched this movie four times, and every time the music comes on, no matter what I'm doing, I'm like, oh, I gotta sit down and watch this. <laughs> it's not. You mean like the main song, or, or do you mean like just the, the all how, Dragon Sound performances? Yeah. Well, there's two. Yeah. There's right. two, two Dragon Sound performances, uh-huh. and then there's two other songs. Yeah. There's uh-huh. Against a Ninja. Against a Ninja, which is I think their best song. I think that would be the A side. Yeah. Friends for Eternity. Friends you for think? Eternity. No. I think that's the B side. I think that's think the B so? side. I think yeah. it's a good song. Don't get me wrong. I think that they think it's the A side. They put it on yeah. the A side, but really everybody likes the B side yeah. better. Yeah, that one I think is you're right. Like, yeah, in like 15 years, everybody's like, "Whoa, have you heard this song Against the Ninja?" There is something I think her singing is actually good. Yeah, uh-huh. mm-hmm. like I don't know if it was the actor who was singing, uh, or don't know. or if they, I don't know. probably I not. But it, I mean, she sounds like Pat Benatar, mm-hmm. which shocked me. Like, like mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you can actually sing. <laughs> she just has to sing the words against the ninja. Yeah. Yeah, well, yes, that's true. <laughs> but like, even the the melody is neat in yeah. there, and so it's like. So there's that. Then there's Friends for Eternity, which is one of the dumbest songs. But incredibly catchy. It and is. The perfect the most introduction. literal lyrics. The most, l- yes. <laughs> well, uh, uh, the opening song, Bill, you sent us a text last night. <laughs> that yes. one, too. The, the, all of the songs I have the most literal up. lyrics. Oh, they do. That's true. They're all, all yeah. because Tough guy. Is, yeah. yeah. They're like diegetic music about the movie, though, which is so. Weird. Like, yeah. So weird. It's, it's like another step after purple rain because in purple rain the songs are speaking towards the the plot Uh (laughs) Mm -hmm. but they're doing it in a very odd way which is uh i think when he's i can't remember the name of the song something about nikki um and it's about how i think she's the the character in the song is sleeping around or something Mm -hmm. and it's not literally about uh apollonia but you can tell that he's directing it at her. Right. Mm-hmm. So the song is metaphor, but the the moment in the film is very literal and direct. Here, it's the opposite kind of. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like the lyrics are just so literal. So you said this is the opening. I think this was the first text I sent when I started watching the movie. Um, this is <laughs> bikers by day, ninjas by night, swift and fit, not afraid to fight, steal all your cocaine along with your life. Strike of no mercy into the night. Those are the lyrics of the opening song titled steal, Escape from Miami. Steal all your cocaine. <laughs> they do steal all the cocaine. Which is what they yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. We never see that cocaine So did they go again. home and write that song? Is that song exist in the universe? <laughs> <I bet>. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was in like the head of Yoshido as he was like, yeah. oh, he wasn't on, on, on that Maybe raid. Maybe that was the theme but... song that they like play in the back, like in the background or like up their pump up song like oh, they're getting ready to go to do their cocaine they all, do their cocaine they all had yeah. earbuds yeah. 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 they're just like uh-huh. chanting in a circle getting pumped up like it's yeah. a huddle yeah well it, it would be the only song that does not diegetically appear in the movie well the biker the game tough song tough guy song doesn't tough do guy does. It does it's in the does? bar when they walk in oh cool it's, it's actually playing in the bar cool. yeah cause this is a good movie yeah, yeah. there you go <laughs> attention to detail it's yeah. important you know so those bikers are his ninja gang, huh? I think those weird. I want to. I want to talk about the gangs, if okay. that's okay. Yeah, let's move on to so talk about. We, the gangs. we start. We start the movie. We have the ninjas killing the coke gang. Coke gang's out coke of the. Gang out, dead. They're, they're out gone. of the picture. Yeah. Done. Yeah. We got Dragon Sound versus. Are they a gang? Dragon Sound's a gang. Let's right? call them a gang. They're, yeah. they're a gang. They're a gang uh-huh. of what? Six people. 
five or six uh, five yeah. people five, yeah. six if you count oh, she's gang. not a part of the gang she yeah. might be now she might be a gang floater. she was in the band she was in the band but she didn't do taekwondo it's true she does seem to be in the other gang a little bit too. she's in the other gang a yeah. little bit she does more with the other gang yeah uh, so the, you got jeff's gang yeah which i think is like a sub gang to yoshido's gang i don't know i think that they I might like just be henchman friends. gang Oh, you think I think Jeff is the drug dealer of Orlando and Yoshida's his friend, his hookup in Miami. I that's don't think the Yoshida, Miami connection. Yeah, that's yeah, that the is Miami the Miami connection. connection. I never okay. figured that out. Okay, I don't thank think you. Yoshida's Jeff's boss, though. I think that they're peers. Yeah, I think they're peers. And like, I've, I felt like Jeff was Yoshida's like number two. Yeah, like yeah. not me. He's like the general manager of the <laughs> cocaine selling part. Oh, I agree okay. with that. He's the head of a franchise. He's, yeah, sure. Yeah. He's like vice president of cocaine <laughs> um, and they're just like, they yeah, get along Of well. cocaine selling, not obtaining. My impression mm. of it was that the ninjas and Jeff's gang are <clears throat> two different gangs. Mm. And yes, Jeff, yes, I agree yes. with that. Jeff See, and Yoshida are just friends. There, there's, Jeff, there's Jeff gang for sure and ninja gang for sure. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, like the first no, second big fight, and this confused me a little bit, was there's the band gang. Right. Well, and it's weird because right. I understand why it's confusing because there's a band who Dragon Sound has kicked, basically not... Im- Replace. Not, they've replaced, replaced. it. So that band got fired. Yes. And then they bought in, brought in Dragon Sound. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, the leader of that band calls them out and says, Dragon Sound plays kids music. Which again goes to the point that like I think the filmmakers knew that this was like overly naive mm-hmm. uh-huh. and mm-hmm. and overly sentimental not sentimental but like you know uh, altruistic yeah like it was so because th- the characters are calling it out right but that's a band but then <laughs> when the leader of that band and I guess the rest of the band con- all, yeah. confront the band. Dragon Sound there's like fifty other guys right uh-huh. that are a part of that gang that are not a part of the band I don't think. Mm-hmm. It- and they're not part of Jeff's gang no. because no. they go to Jeff's gang later and they're right. like, we which is beat weird we because earlier Yoshida tells Jeff to take care of Dragon Sound so they'll have control of the area because they want. I think they want to get more cocaine through the par- the the Park Avenue Club. And what right. are they worried about with Dragon Sound in the first place? I don't know. They're bringing people to the club to do more cocaine. Right. You want that in your business? I think. I don't. Yeah, I th- feel like that might have been edited out of order uh, because, like, Dragon Sound were not crime fighters before. No. <laughs> right. no. Maybe their lyrics were just too <laughs> just like. Try- they were attracting a nicer crowd. <laughs> yeah, they were attracting a nicer crowd that wasn't yeah. into the cocaine. They, they, they were into taekwondo. Yeah. Yes, they were getting them to do taekwondo. Yeah, not instead cocaine. of do cocaine. Yeah. You're right. And be and friends. Also, it also seemed like the band. So this is my headcanon. Because the guy who owns the club also seems to know taekwondo. He oh, does. He kicked so their asses. I think he joined the taekwondo dojo, made friends with Dragon Sound. Then he was like, you guys should be in my band. I'm cleaning up my life. I think he should have been the band right. dad. <gasps> this is the double deuce guy from Roadhouse. It's the double deuce guy from Roadhouse. Yeah. I don't quite remember anything about Roadhouse. <laughs> okay, Same. so Roadhouse. So the, <laughs> Patrick Swayze gets the call from the Double Deuce guy oh, to come right. in and yeah. clean up his bar because yes. he wants to have a better clientele. Uh-huh. Yes, I yes. know. And so that's what he's trying to do. So that's right. this guy uh-huh. is trying to do that same thing. Yes. 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 But that's not in the movie. We're just oh. making that up because yeah. it seems right. And then sure. he knows Taekwondo for no he reason. He really does. Yeah. yeah. He, he kicks He beat the hell out of those Out of the band. <laughs> yes. And then the band yeah. has the audacity to go after Dragon Sound. Yeah, they and go after they more people. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, yeah. Which has one, it, it results in I think my favorite line in the whole movie. Which is? Which is um, we 
we got fired by a band and then got beat up by them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and idea. they're all wearing bandages and, and like it's oh, yeah. Gen- Jenna was oh, concerned yeah. about the main band guy main bad band guy because he was still bleeding. Yeah. Like days after he got <laughs> yeah. his bad. I, I think it's important to note that like People actually got beat up here. Like they actually made a little bit, like quite a bit of contact in these fight scenes. Sometimes yeah. mm-hmm. when he's fighting Jack at the beginning, when Mark and Jack are fighting at the beginning of that long scene of Taekwondo, mm-hmm. uh-huh. he looks like he is actually hitting him. Mm-hmm. In yeah, the making face, contact. Right? Uh huh. For but, sure. Yeah. That yeah. Was, yeah. And it's <laughs> and so and this is the thing, like. You know, when you're on, uh, that's another thing when you're looking at people like Jet Li and Jackie Chan and people like that, people are getting hurt, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. they're also getting paid a lot of money. Right. Those people make a lot of money in China, like Mm -hmm. a lot of money. (laughs) And so, you know, they, they have a process that they go through and it is all with the, the end goal is to create wonderful entertainment. Right. But they are getting hurt. Like it's a contact. It's like, I always wonder when people say, is boxing safe? No, it's not safe. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. you're, you're getting punched in the head, Yeah, but people aren't, you know, getting entrapped into this. Hopefully like it's something that they, you know, that they're not gladiators. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and so the same is true with like doing stunts and stuff like that. There's a great series called uh, Corridor Crew where they it's visual effects artists reacting to good and bad CG mm-hmm. or special effects in general. And occasionally they'll have a stuntman uh, come on and react to good and bad stunts. And it's really interesting to talk. He shows like his clips and everything. It's like, well, you, yeah, to fall down the stairs, you have to fall down the stairs. So you're going to get banged up a bit, but you do it so you don't get seriously hurt. Mm-hmm. And you take a day off, you know, you, you know, <laughs> right. you, know you, you recoup um, and do things that way and do things smart so you don't permanently injure yourself. But like everything we do is dangerous. And I think that's something that. Yeah, these guys probably got punched, but this is also a super cheap film. So who knows if they even had a, a, a an EMT? Yeah, yeah, on set or know? took the uh. hits like in the correct way, so right? They didn't actually injure themselves. Exactly. Like that's a big thing. There's a great behind the scenes for Terminator Two. Um, I'm, I'm assuming everybody's seen Terminator Two in this room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a point when the T1000 liquid metal um, steals a truck. He jumps up on the truck as it's moving and he throws the driver out Mm -hmm. and the driver hits the concrete and, you know, rolls out. It's a stunt. It's an obvious stunt. They couldn't have CG'd it at that time. Mm -hmm. In the commentary, James Cameron is talking about it and he said, "Okay, so now watch this. He said the 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 stunt coordinator kept telling the stunt man, "Okay, when you fall out, you got to tuck your head. You got to tuck your head. You got to tuck your head. And you see the guy fall out and James Cameron says he didn't tuck his head and you see his head bounce off the oh. pavement. <clears throat> and it's like the stunt man yeah. took him to the EMT, made sure he was okay. He was, he was like, okay, yeah, you're okay. We're going to go do the stunt again because you got to learn how to do that. You got to learn how to tuck your head. Yeah, I was a... But like, mm-hmm. it's dangerous, you know, but again, multi-million dollar film, you're going to have EMTs, you're going to have right. medical assistance, mm-hmm. you're going to have, and that's one of the things also about like, you know, contact sports in general, you've got medical personnel there to take care of something if something goes wrong i'm not convinced that that was the, <laughs> yeah no you know there i'm sure there were a lot of times going home on cheap martial arts films that people are just like well i'm not gonna sleep tonight because i think i might have a concussion mm-hmm. right but i can't afford to go to the doctor because we live in the united states oh, so boy. 
Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, that's another thing with some of these martial art films is insurance is a big part of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very much like now for some reason Tom Cruise is the big action stunt guy, <laughs> and it how did that happen? Kind of bugs me, but whatever, it's fine. Uh, and he breaks a lot of things, and also he's a big bankable star. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if Tom Cruise says I'm going to fly jets for the next Top Gun. There's going to be someone doing the numbers and being like, well, that's an extra 20 million we have to set aside. Is he really flying the jets? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's flying the jets? Yes. Did he fly the jets in the first one? No. 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 Something it was all It was all movie magic in the since, first one. Why? Since Mission Impossible 2. Three. Two. No, two. you're right. Two. When, he, two. when he's climbing the mountain to the Limbiscuit song, right. he has just gone <laughs> off, which well, is great to watch. He's great at running and jumping off of things. Uh-huh. But he, he broke his leg doing that once. Well, he's he still good at well, it. Well, you know, he's getting into his 50s. He's probably like, I want to have some fun. And I think he's a bit of a daredevil. So like, yeah. that's the fun he wants to have. I think here's the thing. I bet if Tom Cruise were to be killed on one of these, he would be fine with that. Because he's like, I got to yeah. look at all the fun I got to have. I yeah. slammed into a side of a mountain at Mach 4. And that's <laughs> that's a great way to go out. I, I think yeah. despite Cruise. my feelings about a lot of Tom Cruise's life. I think he's probably a very trustworthy and as far as stuff like this goes, mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to go out there and hot dog it and mm-hmm. blow up a jet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I think, you know, he's, he's probably fine with stuff like that. But yeah. he also, you know, he's seems to not get seriously injured mm-hmm. um, in a lot of these. And, you know, a lot of times it's not the big ones that get you like Jackie Chan's most serious injury he ever had where he broke his skull was he jumped onto a tree branch and on the second take, the tree branch broke Ooh. and Ooh. he just fell to the ground and landed on his head. And, mm-hmm. and you know, he what had, was that for? Uh, it was for armor of God. Uh-huh. That's a good one. It is a good uh-huh. one. Uh, armor of God and armor of God two are two of my faves. Uh-huh. Um, armor of God two was, came out in the U S as operation Condor, yeah. oh, um, okay. which I absolutely, that's, that's the one with the ladder fight, right? Yeah. Dope movie. Oh wait, no, no, huh. no, no, no. Ladder fight is first strike because it's, uh, yeah, it's a uh, police story three first strike. Okay. So the the titling gets weirder either way. Oh, it's true. None of these make any sense. But yeah, well, because like Operation Condor 2 is actually America uh, is actually Armor of God 1. So it came out in the U.S. Operation Operation Condor 1. Operation Condor 1, which is the better film, Uh is Armor of God 2. Okay. (laughs) In China. Oh, I see. So it came out Armor of God, Armor of God 2, but Armor of God 2 was a better standalone film, so they released that as mm-hmm. Operation Condor. Okay. But he plays the same character in both movies, uh-huh. So, which is a character he plays in a lot of movies, which is just Jackie. Right. And so he then, then they released Operation Condor 2, which is actually part one. Oh, my God. And Legend of Drunken Master is actually Drunken Master 2. What the heck? Yeah. I had mm-hmm. no idea. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot. And it's a lot that I have stored up in my brain. <laughs> yeah. You could have other stuff. Up. <laughs> I could have so you could many. You math up, up there. I could have <laughs> math and physics. Like, I don't know. Maybe we have crash course for that. It's fine. Yeah, it's, yeah, fine. it's fine. It's It's absolutely <laughs> fine. I feel like this is nitpicking. But Jeff's, that's, all, that's the heart of this podcast. Jeff's, Jeff's facial hair. Really? I looked at his face for too long. <laughs> Because at first I was like, fake beard right away. No. But Mm-mm. then I was just like, no, big beard, small head. <laughs> small face. <laughs> Very small face. He looks like the G.I. Joe with the flocked he beard. He does look like he a G.I. Joe. Thank you. Oh, my yeah. God, he does. Yeah. Wow. Okay. 
Not who had the, not working for him exactly. Who but. had the beard? The GI Joe. Who was the GI Joe with the beard? Oh, I don't know. I, don't I think know. that was like one of the pre-cartoon. Those were the tall GI Joes. Yeah. No, they had. Uh, oh, there were other GI Joes with well, I mean, beards later. I mean, sure. Snowjob had a beard. Maybe it was Snowjob. There's job. one named Snowjob. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What? Is that a pun on blowjob? No. I mean, okay. not intentionally. Not intention. oh. He he was ah. the he was the skiing yeah. GI Joe. Of course. Yeah. They called him Snowjob. <laughs> Oh, and then there was the flamethrower guy. He also had a beard, I think. I don't remember his name. Well, that seems like counterproductive. But it was probably something like Hotshot. I mean, Shipwreck had a beard, right? Oh, Shipwreck had a beard. Shipwreck did have a beard. Which is bizarre because Shipwreck was inspired by Jack Nicholson's portrayal of a a sailor from the last... His voice was, at least. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Well, no, because Jack Nicholson played a sailor with that same outfit in uh, The Last Detail. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is is a is a drama. It's just a drama about sailors, but it, it, it yeah. So a cartoon for kids in the nineteen eighties. Well, grown ups are the ones making cartoons. They got to entertain themselves somehow. I know it's just so weird that I always I always wondered like why does he sound like Jack Nicholson? <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't until I was in college that I saw the last detail and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. And still kind of like, That's why shipwreck. does he sound like Jack Nicholson? <laughs> why are they, why? why? why do I still do don't know. I don't know the answer to this. I'll never know. It's okay. Some things are better left does as Does he have mystery. a parrot in that movie? No. Nah, <laughs> no, he bad. doesn't have a parrot. Yeah. yeah. That would have been great. Yeah. So anyway, this has been your G.I. Joe podcast. Um, <laughs> so let's move on really quick to how we would fix this. Uh, I'll let you start, Marianne. Okay. <laughs> great. Um, I have a really weird fix. Those are my favorite. I don't It's not going to work, but whatever. It's the first thought I had as soon as I started watching this movie. Um, so, well, first and foremost, like, cut out a lot of those really, really long sequences where it's just like the camera's watching them do a whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whole yeah. per- music performance, whole Taekwondo class. You don't need all of them. Maybe don't make tall guy go so wild and kill everyone as ruthlessly as he did. But my actual fix is so when I was so when I was watching this, the first what ten to fifteen minutes, which is the cocaine mm-hmm. bus, that whole sequence has like maybe a line, a word of dialogue, and I was like, oh my god, is this like a majority like silent film? It's not. There's lots of dialogue. Uh-huh. That is my fix. Get rid of the dialogue. Yes, yeah. I agree with that. Okay. It fixes yeah. so many performances if they can't talk. Mm-hmm. Done. That is. That's it. Great. Sam, what do you think? Uh, I think this is the kind of movie that if you fix it too much, then it's all going to fall apart right. and not mm-hmm. be perfect anymore. Mm-hmm. But it does bother me that at the end of the movie, they do not use Taekwondo to fight the ninjas. So I feel like that they need to use Taekwondo to fight the ninjas instead of chopping them up with the ninja sword. Because it doesn't make, like the whole movie they're talking about how good they are Taekwondo mm-hmm. and how they're going to fight the ninjas with it. And then they don't. Yeah, there's, mm-hmm. the, so. there's the Taekwondo guys and they're pretty mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. yeah, I think in maybe an ending where they use Taekwondo to fight the ninjas. I see that. I like but that. I like yeah. the ending where he chops up the ninjas. It's very funny. So for a bad movie, that's a perfect ending. But it just doesn't like, it's so weird that that's the ending that they cho- that they chose is one mm-hmm. that does not showcase any Taekwondo. And instead, so, but maybe you can make it so John dies or pays for his bloodlust in some way. <laughs> Interesting. It's really like the only character moment for me yeah. that seems weird. Like there aren't that many character moments in this movie, but that seems so weird. It doesn't fit in with the rest of the movie at all. That well, and uh, it, it, yeah, uh huh. 
<laughs> <laughs> so maybe kill John at the end of that. Yoshida gets to drop on him, stabs him. Then Mark has to like oh then fight kills, him with Taekwondo. Yeah, yeah that, I like that. Fights him with Done. Taekwondo. Doesn't kill him. John's killed everybody for him, so that there's not a bunch of ninjas around. Then Yoshida stabs him. Then he has to fight Mark. Mark is like can't make himself fight with the sword anymore, so he's got to do Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. Takes him out non-lethally. He's in jail. I I like it. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I see a lot I'm of value in this. Yeah, I actually I agree. <laughs> it reminds me. Actually, it reminds me of uh, Legend of Drunken Master, oh. which is mm-hmm. at the end he finally figures out how to do drunken boxing in order to win because that's the style he's been learning. But if you drink too much, oh. you go too far in one direction. If you don't drink enough, you you're, drink you're not loose enough. Right and so you, you just yeah, and that's his line right before he beats the holy living snot out of the villain is just. Huh. Perfect. After, after <laughs> drinking gasoline, what basically, it's a, no, it's a I mean, you gotta watch this movie. Yeah, okay. I yeah. think you'd enjoy it. It's it's like it's a little boring uh-huh. up front, um, but man, right about the midway point, mm-hmm. okay. that movie it, it accelerates hmm. and it doesn't stop until the ending, where there are little literal firecrackers to to end the movie, and it Ooh. is just holy cow. Mm. <laughs> so okay. yeah. All right, that was kind of a group effort fix, I feel like. Yeah. So thank yeah. you for thinking that through with me. You're that was welcome. majority yours, though. So It I just bothered me that yeah. no and Taekwondo. Then, okay, so uh-huh. adding on, just to like top this off with the ridiculousness of this movie, just uh-huh. add a little more. So what if, okay, non-lethal, he's in jail, and then like the city commissioner or whatever is like, thank you, you've solved all of our drug problems. Here is a plane to take you on your world tour. <gasps> oh, they get to go on their world yeah, tour. I like that. End. Yeah. Yes. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. I Perfect Let's put a ball, Put a ball on it. <laughs> and effort. Jim finds his father. The whole thing. Yes, all, all of it. Happens. All of it. He's learned but less dialogue. Manager. Yeah. Less, less words. Dialogue. Nobody says anything. It's all just text. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Bill, what do you think? Uh, I think both of those points are really good. I think if you take too much away, like Sam says, you lose what is sweet about this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would go back to maybe having a band dad. Because if you take away that dialogue, like we mentioned earlier, uh, actors like John claude Van Damme and Schwarzenegger, who don't have the, you know, the best delivery of the English language, having that that anchor actor sort of give you the details you might need might have helped. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't want to lose the sweetness of this movie. I do see the point in like killing John or having John at least fight Yoshido and having it having him lose would have maybe raised the stakes for that final fight because throughout this movie they win all the fights everyone wins all the fights <laughs> yeah. the, Tom mm-hmm. Tom gets yeah. like Tom doesn't even fight when he gets kidnapped he just gets put in a trunk <laughs> yeah they he just pick for, him up he fights a little bit but he gets hit by that door pretty quick and yeah that's there, about the end there wasn't it. much fight there so yeah. you, you kind of see the same three guys fight throughout the movie mm-hmm so I would like to see more stakes in the fight. Like if if the bad guys had an equivalent fighter to Mark, that I mean, you're supposed to suppose that is Yoshida because he leads the ninjas. Yeah, but that's not really something that happens or is shown through the film, even though it is a great, perfect movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, I, I kind of agree. I, I like the points. I like less dialogue, band dad. Uh, give it another day or two for some of the choreography. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to change too much. I kind of I thought this movie was a sweet fun time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I actually I, I think all of these things can be added. Like none of these breaks the other ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um I really love the idea of the band ad. I think that's a I think that's a really smart idea. Um I though would 
I really want to, it goes to kind of t- to what two things you guys were talking about. One is having John go crazy, but I'd like it to see him build to that craziness as mm-hmm. we already talked about, like mm-hmm. with each fight he gets madder and madder. And then, you know, he has to have Mark say, no, you have to remain under control. This is, you know, then you're becoming just like them. And so mm-hmm. then it, when he does get oh, killed, classic. it would actually, yeah. um, there'd be some, some comeuppance there. But I also would like to have they had the th- like three or four thugs who were like you know actual characters and then they had a bunch of nobodies right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you had those three or four thugs i would have liked to have seen like a pairing of the thugs with the with dragon sound so that oh. these two fought and these two always fought and these two always fought mm-hmm. to add a little bit of continuity for, mm-hmm. for what was going on it was so chaotic yeah that i especially at the train yard like it was just so chaotic that i it, it did oh, i forgot it, about the train yard yeah the fight, train yard yeah. fight huh. happened and uh, the, the two worst cops in the history of cops come up we gotta get rid of these gangs yeah, in orlando yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so i would have enjoyed that yeah so mm-hmm. it's more like a classic martial arts film where you have the pairing off of sure people and everything like that would have been fun Mm -hmm. i think but i i do agree i don't want to alter too much um this is a fun movie it has a good heart which is not something we say a lot on this podcast Mm -hmm. it has it it really does have what seems to be a good heart i hope yk kim made some money um Mm -hmm. eventually back for this uh he seems to be doing all right which is great um but yeah, I don't think I definitely wouldn't burn it down. I'm happy this movie exists. One quote I read from him was that since it didn't get distributed, he could like tinker with it and work like he worked on it a little bit, maybe like the edit or something. I don't know what he was talking about, but I feel like that is like evidence that this movie has a good heart in a way because he like mm-hmm. cared about it mm-hmm. and he was like he believed in it, I he, suppose. He right? cared about it. He believed in it, but he didn't know what he was doing. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And I can't be mad at that. Yeah. Like that, that is the last thing I'll ever be mad at is that you didn't know what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like this isn't, he wasn't performing open heart surgery on anyone. He was trying to make an entertaining movie that had a message mm-hmm. Yeah, and he didn't know what he was doing. So yeah. what, you know, he still made an entertaining movie. Like it is entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like I enjoy mm-hmm. watching this movie and not even like there is an ironic quality to it of just like, oh, this is funny. Those cops are terrible and the acting is bad and Jim's trying yeah. to cry. But there's also like, I get what you're trying to do. And he is crying. He's not trying to cry. <laughs> uh, good point. Yeah. yeah. Jim crying. Yeah. yeah. You know, so there's a there's a lot wrapped up in it. And I, I'm happy it exists. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. All right. At this point, we're going to move on to how we would each rate it. Each of us has our own rating system. My rating system is which Star Wars movie is it? Huh. This is going to be Solo. It's fun and entertaining. And it's kind of tragic that it didn't do better. Hmm. I think um, it's tough because I think solo is a better movie than this. Yeah. Obviously mm-hmm. better performers. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of like, I would have been interested to see what else YK Kim would have done if he'd gotten to go through making more movies, Yeah, you know, like yeah. what other good hearted stuff would he have put out or would this have, you know, I don't know, sort of ruined that, taken it away from him. I don't know. I'm interested. So, yeah. and like mm-hmm. we were going to get, Star Wars movies I was actually interested in, mm-hmm. but because Solo underperformed, we didn't get the we didn't get the Ewan McGregor Obi Wan movie that I wanted. Maybe still, maybe, maybe. maybe. I, I can only hope. I mean, it's not like Ewan McGregor is aging, so there's still a chance. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know what deal with which devil he made, but 
good God, that man has not aged. Mm -hmm. He's also playing the young version of an old guy. So they have a long time. Exactly. But if you jump on it now, you can have more of those movies. Right, right. Yeah. So, which is also another problem I had with Solo. Why did you try to make 25 movies into one movie? It's, yeah. Yeah. Bothersome. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Bill, what's your rating system? Uh, I have a son who I love very much, and I rate these movies about how far I want to keep them away from him. And I want him to see this movie eventually. I want him to know that he can go out with a camera and some friends who might know martial arts or not and go make a movie. And that, that's kind of the value I had most from this movie is that it shows – I, I worry today that people don't think they can make movies anymore without a gazillion dollars. And no, you can still make a movie. You can make this movie and it's good and sweet. So go make your sweet, stupid movie. Oh, you could make this movie for so much less money now, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. with DSLRs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it would mm-hmm. probably even look a little better. Like, you know, you yeah, you, you could you could definitely make this movie for mm-hmm. under 500 grand. Easy. Yeah. Get, oh, yeah. Go to Halloween store. Get some ninja outfits. This is to my future son. <laughs> um, go get some ninja outfits. Sam? I'll Are... give you the camera and go have fun. This seems like a fun do it yourself time. Yeah. But only if we have socialized health care at that point. Yeah. Yes. Oh, no yeah. knives. Don't yeah. don't hurt yourself. No knives or Uzis. That's my rule. Yeah. <laughs> or cocaine. <laughs> Not until you're 16. No cocaine. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's just say powdered sugar instead. Just powdered How about just powdered sugar? sugar? That's why they always taste it with their finger, because it's sugar. Yummy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always wondered about that in movies. <laughs> what does that taste like? Does it still get you high? Oh, my God, I don't know. Anyway, Sam, what's your rating system? If you ever were given the opportunity, would you dip your and take a little taste? Uh, it depends fake, on fake? how many years I had left. I feel like everybody around you would go like, no, that's not real. I, Is it real? Can you do that? If I, I would say if I'm retired... I don't have to, like, you know, I'm just counting down the days, Yeah, basically. I'd mm-hmm. totally do that. Taste Why not? Cocaine. All right. Well, anyway, my <laughs> system is the European toilet system. So in Europe, they have a toilet. They got one button with two water droplets on it, does a big flush for poop. Another button with one water droplet does a little flush for pee. I wouldn't flush this movie at all. This is the best bad movie ever made, in my opinion. I would hang it on the wall in my house, not even in the bathroom. This is the first thing that people see when they walk in the door. And they go, hey, Miami Connection. Yeah, I love this movie. No flushing down the toilet for me. I also do want to say that, yeah, that, like, I don't love Solo, but I do kind of love this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, if Solo didn't exist, yeah. I, I wouldn't really care. Yeah. I, I would be sad if this movie didn't exist. Makes the world mm-hmm. a slightly better place. I think it does. Yeah. And that's really weird to say about a bad movie. Yeah. But, like, there's, there's a bit of something. There's a little magic in this mm-hmm. that's interesting. Definitely. So, yeah. I Marianne, agree. how much tea would you make? So my rating system is screeching tea kettles, which is basically the amount of time I want to not watch this movie or do other things while watching this movie. Um, I'm going to give it I'm going to give it one screeching tea kettle, mostly because it's like like starting off this podcast, I said like uh, martial arts, like not really for me. So I don't really like get into or understand the artistry or any that type of stuff. So. But it's, like, good and fun and harmless. And, like, I could definitely understand how other people would love this movie. Mm-hmm. Sam, Nick. But just not my personal taste. So just one. But that's one perfect because kettle. there's lots of dead time to go make. Like, you don't this have to true. worry about missing any plot. It'd be, well. like, mostly I'd be, like, getting up to go get the tea or yeah. start the tea when I am, like, when they're playing. The, when the song starts. Yeah, when the song you know starts. when the song's mm-hmm. over, you can go sit down yeah. again and watch the movie. I think yeah. I'd do it through the, the, the biker bar scene. Or that one. 
That's that also one is just like so a little bizarre. long. Like, it's bizarre and it's just unsettling. It doesn't make sense. anything. There's no there's no plot delivered in that part of the movie. It mm. just no. goes to show you that he's well liked. Yeah, everybody by, loves Yoshida. By like yeah. bikers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 people that I and I hate to say that because like I have some experience with some bikers mm-hmm. and they're good people mm-hmm. that I've had experience mm-hmm. with. So I'm not going to say it, but these, these guys I think are supposed to represent bad people. Tough guys. Tough guys. They're tough guys. God, tough tough guys. guy. Yeah. Yeah. That song will be stuck in my head yeah. <laughs> for fucking ever. <laughs> great. All right. Well, uh, we're gonna move on to our final segment, which is called real good, where we recommend something real good for you to watch uh, instead of, or in addition to this and uh, we'll go reverse. So Marianne, what's your real good? Oh, okay. So, my real good, not great, but also I love it. And it is definitely like this type of thing. But for me, um, it is the YouTube series or digital series called The League of Extraordinary Dancers. Oh, yeah. LXD. LXG or D or D. whatever. Yeah, it's dancers. Whatever dancers is. Um, but it's like. Is it a YouTube premium? No, 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 no. It's like from 2000, like 2010, 2011. Really? Yeah. I can't old. believe I've never heard of this. John M. Chu is the director. Um, and it's just like a bunch of dancers and the premise is that like, so it's kind of like superheroes, but their abilities are like dancing. Oh, I have heard of this. It's oh, wow. okay. So this. it's just like so good and endearing and like all of the dancers are excellent dancers. Um, mo- a lot of them were like in the like step up sequels and in okay. So You Think You Can Dance at the time. And like, in Glee? Maybe. Um, maybe? Like oh yeah, uh, Harry Shum Jr.'s in it. Yeah, yeah, Harry Shum Jr.'s in it. Kitty Lots is in it. Um, she's uh, she was in Arrow, and she's currently in uh, uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Right. She plays uh, Dinah, whatever. No, yeah, she plays Black Canary. Yeah, or white no, canary. wait, White Canary, yeah. White Canary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just lovely and endearing, and I love it. And uh, the first season you can get on YouTube. The third season you can get on YouTube, but for whatever reason, the second season is being held hostage by Paramount. Weird. Yeah. You can rent it on YouTube for $2.99 though, but Hmm. it is very good, very excellent dance sequences. And it does the thing that I wish this movie did, which is like, dancers have very, very little dialogue. They dance a lot though. (laughs) That's the trick. Their superpowers are dance. And that is the most of these like mini episodes are just dancing. Robert Downey Jr. is good at talking. So you make you cast him in a movie where he talks a lot, Iron Man, uh-huh. and all of a sudden the character is endearing because he, he's so good at that and charming about it. But you don't cast – like you take Iron Man and then you cast Dolph Lundgren, you have a problem yeah. because he's right. not good at talking. It's – you know, it's, so any, anyway – Excellent. Mm-hmm. Sam, what's your real good? All right. So I have two sort of. One is a movie that I don't really like that much, but something about this movie reminded me of it for some reason, and hmm. that's Mandy. And I feel like when they're fighting- That's weird because I had that same- I think that the sticks with the spikes all over them. Yeah, I think that there's so. a bad guy in Mandy that has the same sticks with the spikes or, well, all over Well, he has them. spikes all over himself as well yeah yeah there's a spike stick guy at some point i'm pretty sure okay so when they're fighting all those guys at night around that water tower i was getting huge mandy vibes for some reason i don't think it's a particularly great movie and it is very boring at the beginning through most of the movie until nicholas cage goes on his killing spree and he like kills like four people so uh mandy is one just like some weird tonal thing is in common I I would counterpoint mm-hmm. that to say uh, 
I really liked all of Mandy, but I wanted to love it. That's how I felt too. Yeah. Like I, went, it, I think it's a good movie yeah. that didn't deliver on the promises that it, <laughs> I don't even know if they were the ones making the promises though. That's it very felt possible. like it was try- like people wanted it to be the new midnight movie, like a new midnight movie, yeah. but it is just too long and slow to see in the middle of the night, which is when I saw it. I saw it at a midnight showing and everybody was like falling asleep. Yeah. Cause it's just not that kind of movie. No, it's, it's kind of a quiet movie until mm-hmm. you get to the third act. And it is not fair to say it's boring. It is not the movie I expected it to be going into it. The trailer definitely sets you up for it's a something. Good trailer. That it's, and again, I liked it, but I wanted to love it and I didn't. All the cool stuff in the trailer happens in the last 15 minutes of the movie, basically. Yeah. And it's all in the trailer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's also all in the trailer. Yeah. But also Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie. Which one? I knew it. Basically. (laughs) Which one? The old one. The one from the 90s. In your opinion, the good one. That movie's legitimately a great movie. Yeah. No, I was just saying not the Michael Bay produced one. Oh, Oh, God. No, no, no. 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 because they're basically the same movie. It's orphans who know martial arts fighting ninjas. Yep. And but no no splinter. No to splinter. Point. You're right. They needed a splinter. Mm. Even though the acting in Ninja Turtles is superb and Raphael is perfectly capable of delivering lines, they do have a splinter who can explain some things for them. And now kind of in my head, Wilford Brimley is just in this movie. And Jim gets the letter and he's like, runs oh, away crying. No, and he runs away crying. And then Wilford Brimley's like, he found his father after all these years. And he like has all the boys standing <laughs> around him telling him this. Such a good scene in my head now. But, oh my uh, God, that is really good. No, I'm just yeah. picturing Wilford Brimley and Ninja Turtles and how he can't eat pizza because of the diabetes. <laughs> oh, no. What'd you call him? A Taekwondo dad? Taekwondo, band dad, whatever you want yeah. to call him. I like Band Dad. dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every every group of orphan boys needs a dad yeah. figure. Of some sort. Yeah, a especially if they're bad at acting. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. But I think that Ninja Turtle movie is honestly one of my favorite movies. And uh, You bring it up a lot. You love I Ninja love Turtles. That movie. So. I love Ninja Turtles, but I specifically love that movie. Okay. I think it is a good movie. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is totally fair. I would agree. Well then, Bill, you were not prepared for real good when we started this podcast. Are you now? <sighs> The movie came up at least once while we were talking about uh, Miami Connection. And the movie I think would be, I don't think it's better. I think it's a lateral move, would be Roadhouse. I agree. It's yeah. got. It's you don't got, think it's better? You don't think Roadhouse is better than this movie? No. <laughs> okay. Roadhouse I, there, is pretty good, though. Look, there, there's, there, it's not just like, you know, good or bad, yes or no. I think there's a bit of a spectrum. I think definitely better <laughs> acting. Totally, yeah. But Miami Connection is just so sweet. And Roadhouse is not. Roadhouse is is a very cynical movie. Yeah. But it's it's got it's got, it's fun. It's got music in it. And I mean not as good as Dragon Sound. Sorry no. Jeff Healy. But it's I do love me some Jeff Healy. Yeah. But no, it's just I think they're both fun. Watch this on a Saturday or Sunday martial art movies. Ma- yeah. Martial art loosely on Roadhouse. I mean, you get what I mean. Tai Chi there you go. There's Tai Chi oh, in Roadhouse. Right, there There's someone getting their throat ripped out. Oh, man. When I was a kid, that was so epic. Yeah. Sometimes like, you got to do it. You got to take out the forbidden moves. Right? Is that what he does in that? Yeah. Like, he doesn't want to have to rip anybody. He doesn't, but Sam Elliott, who is amazing in Roadhouse, uh-huh. but Sam Elliott tells him sometimes you got to kill the fucker. Like, that's, <laughs> that's a direct. Li- I watched Roadhouse a lot when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, it went from Patrick Swayze in Dirty Dancing to Roadhouse, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. We- <laughs> And yeah, when he ripped out that guy's throat, holy shit, that was like, <laughs> oh my God. It's, Our good guy just ripped out somebody's throat. 
It's too bad that this movie was so that the acting in this movie was so bad because it would have been fun to see the Dragon Sound Boys like be in different jams, mm-hmm. like do a Roadhouse, or, or even mm-hmm. this is something that doesn't happen enough in movies, in my opinion. If just Dragon Sound, the band, was in the background of different movies, yes, if they were in Roadhouse. Oh yeah, oh. Uh-huh. like if they were going to make like a 2019 Bloodsport, and I think they did. Or something close to that. Well, I mean, they had a bunch of sequels. But if they made a 2019 Bloodsport reboot and like, and here's we have a band just in the background of this bar and it's Dragon Sound. Yeah. If anyone is listening, yeah. <laughs> Make that happen, please. It'd be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, my real good is uh, a twofer. It's uh, Jackie Chan's Police Story 1 and Police Story 2. Came out in 1985, 1988, respectively. And I think are two of the greatest sort of martial arts stunt movies ever put to film they also are uh sam you described them very well in slack Uh which was i said people are clearly injured very badly jackie chan most of all but it is one of the most sincere movies i've ever seen and that's perfect stand by it Mm -hmm. yeah uh there are two incredible set pieces in both movies they both have these just in one of his most famous stunts is in the first one which the is the car thing at the beginning oh no, no when he goes down the pole yeah the pole yeah. with all the lights on it and they show it four times they do <laughs> and uh, and that's also a part of uh, Jackie Chan and Sammo Hung's style yeah. is you show the thing multiple times from multiple angles cool as hell it is cool and it's about thrilling the audience and so and that's something I think is really cool to watch with Jackie Chan but also to remember like one of the things we were talking about before we started rolling or before we started rec- recording was there was an interview with Jackie where he was talking about how um, everybody says, oh, Jackie, you're some sort of Superman that you can do all of these things. And he's like, no, you can do these things. Do you have the discipline to do 400 takes to get it right is the thing? Because I don't I don't just do one take and it's done. Mm-hmm. I do this until we get it. And that can take a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when you watch some of the behind the scenes of when, like at the end of all of his movies, he has outtakes and they're great they're and so scary yeah. um, where stunts go wrong. Um, but at the same time, you can see like how he's planned things out and how he shoots everything to make yeah. it so like, okay, this is this sequence where we have to memorize this part yeah. of you the fight. You can see him teaching people mm-hmm. like how to fall the right way. And yeah. That. And uh, cool. so it's really wonderful to watch. Um, and But both of those are just staggering. The first one has that stunt in the mall. The entire fight sequence in the mall is incredible. So many plate glass so much, there's so much sugar glass was <laughs> yeah. broken for that. And then there's this extended uh, fight sequence in the second one, which takes place on a, in a, a, a playground. Um, where these guys are coming at him with steel bars that are, it is just like, it's like watch. See, I love dance and it is like watching a well choreographed dance set, but it's martial arts. Mm -hmm. And it's also important to remember that Jackie Chan comes from dance and acrobatics um, and performance. That's, Mm -hmm. he was trained in, I think the Beijing uh, theater troupe, I think is what it was called. And they're hardcore there, man. You, you learn discipline. And that's what he has. And so, but both of these movies really um, sincere, fun. Maggie Chung, who's one of my favorite uh, Chinese actors, just actors in general. She was in In the Mood for Love, uh, kind of started out here and she's wonderful and funny. He's so mean to her. That's, on accident. Yeah, but. on accident. <laughs> but um, but she's always, she, she plays the character May and she's always just like, what do you mean to do? Okay. And yeah. then she does it. So yeah, check out Police Story 1, Police Story 2. I think they're on the Criterion channel. 
Oh, I don't think that they are right now. Okay. They they pop up on there every now and then. Okay. We had to go to the Roxy to see it. Though. I just ordered them on Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, and they're Criterion. Okay. So um, I was thinking they might be, but uh, check them out if you can. They're yeah. really good. Okay, well, that's going to wrap up this episode of Real Bad. Thank you guys for watching this wonderful movie with me. I really enjoyed it and for discussing it. Um, Sam, where can people find you? So I have a, two podcasts, I think just two. Uh, Real Love, <laughs> Real Love, which is still on hiatus, but we are recording material for it. It'll come back eventually. You can find that on iTunes probably. Unless someday even I'll it. be on it. <laughs> yeah, someday even you'll be on it. Uh, and then also I'm on SciShow Tangents, which yep. is the SciShow podcast I do with Hank green and stefan chin and sarah riley where we talk about goofy science stuff and it's really fun so listen to that one too i'm Great. on twitter too at slam schultz i need Sweet. more followers <laughs> always need more followers yep marianne where can people find you if they're so inclined i am on the social medias at mf silva but i don't actually ever really use them except for instagram stories but mm-hmm. you're welcome to try and talk to me and i'll might respond probably <laughs> Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Bill? Uh, I work as on a YouTube series called SciShow with Sam. Uh, and that is It's a- called SciShow with Sam. Yeah, oh, that sounds good. I want that. That sounds like a good show. Yeah. All the alliteration. I'll get do it. With that. Uh, I work on SciShow, and that can be found at youtube.com slash SciShow. Sweet. Uh, you can find us at Real Bad Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and, uh, of course, patreon.com slash Pod if you want to couple of send a couple of bucks our way although we are in the final stretch we're in the home stretch uh eight more episodes to go and we will be pulling the curtains on on old real bad do you know what the last one is gonna be no i think i might have people vote on that one okay um so we'll see we'll see exactly what happens but yeah theodore rex no yeah world combat 2 well no i I, i'm gonna have the same people who are on the first episode oh which would be rachel nicole and matt whoa that makes sense yeah rachel was on the first episode yeah i think so she did troll and troll 2 right yes she did yeah so um i was hoping that the new troll movie would be out uh-huh. they filmed it but i don't think it's coming i don't know if it's going to be out in time. like a new not yeah. like trolls world, world tour a new trolls movie what like a, trolls world tour. there's like the, the troll dolls movie no the actual an actual trolls three yeah cool oh. But it's called. It's so confusing. It's it's had a couple of great titles. Uh-huh. The first one, which I'm so sad that they they went they didn't use, was Goblin Two. Oh, because oh, yeah. there were no trolls in Troll Two. They were goblins, <laughs> yeah. but it was still called Troll Two. And so I was like, that's clever. But then they renamed it Under Control. Oh, which is dumb. that sucks. Yeah, I was go for a Rainbow should, uh, first blood type situation. It should be troll three colon goblins two. Oh, I, I like that be. too. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that's gonna be the last one. We may have to vote on it unless something troll related comes out. There have okay. been a couple of troll three things, but they're just kind of dull. So okay. there's always Theodore Rex. But I do want to do Theodore Rex before we close shop. Me too. And I do want to do Mortal Kombat two. Me too. I've so. never seen that one. From oh. what I understand, it has all the robots in it. Does it have robots in it? I can't remember. It's been a really long time since I, I saw it. It's all my favorite characters. Because I was like in super it. into Mortal Kombat when Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat 2 yeah. came out. And so I was like, they're going to have the robots. Yeah. And I was pretty excited. Noob so. Cybot, I think he's in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, they do have the robots in it. I'm remembering it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see how this pans out. Uh, a real big thanks to Black Duck Studios, T. Michael Martin, I Love It Podcast, Candace, Sarah Caroline, and Anna Moss for supporting us on Patreon. Thank you so much. 
Real Bad is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. You can go to cageclub.me and check out podcasts like High School Slumber Party, where Brian Rodriguez takes you on a journey back to your teenage years through the power of cinema. Next week, we won't be doing the end of the month Patreon selection. Don't worry, it will be next week um, or the week after that because we have a specific film we're going to talk about and it's a big budget wet flop of a flick that we wanted to talk about for a while. But until then, this has been Real Bad. Real Bad.